What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. With me today is an incredibly inspiring leader. I'm very excited to talk with her. I have so many questions. I wish it could be longer, but it can't. <laughs> We're going to get as much as we've done as we can in an hour. Uh, she is the CEO of Splice. She has an incredible background uh, in tech and community products. So let's make a ton of noise for <laughs> Kakul Srivastava. Cockle, cockle, cockle. I've been waiting for this moment. Yes, yes. we did it. Everybody who grew up with me, now I have always been like, the best go. Let's go. It's great to meet you. I've heard Thank so much you. about you. We are, you know, we at Jamcart are, I feel like, part of the Splice family in many ways. We have Jamcart samples on Splice. We've we made parties together. We've thrown parties together, Jam Jams, which have been super fun. We've made like over 25 sample packs, I want to say. I've made two myself. Amazing. I'm a Levano all in drums. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Get it while it's hot. It's always hot. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, I have a lot of friends at Splice, so it's, uh, it's awesome to have you here. And it's amazing to be here. The, the people that you've had on this, uh, on the show, it's amazing. So glad to be here. Well, thank you. Well, there's a lot of Splice users. I know that listen to the pod uh, and a lot of industry folks, but just, I'm curious to think, how do you describe Splice? I describe it as um, the leading marketplace for samples, supplying into the industry. Um, we have people using the product who are incredibly talented, top-tier performers, artists, musicians. And we have, you know, the kid in the garage using, using Splice. Um, the dream, the dream really is to use the incredible breadth and depth of content that we have mm. and use it to inspire new musicians, use it to inspire new music, um, and new ways to create music. So that's really what we're working on. Amazing. And so with that being said, you were at Adobe before this, you've been at WeWork, you've been at GitHub. Um, what is your leadership philosophy and what have you learned in the past that you've now brought into Splice? Oh, wow. Um, I think my leadership philosophy really comes from the fact that I'm an immigrant. Mm -hmm. to the country. Um, I came to the country when I was eight years old. And um, I think it gave me a sense of what it feels like to be the other. Yeah. And to try to figure out what the rules are, of like, you know, third grade class and um, what you say, what you don't say. In, you know, in India, where I started my education, you stand up when you speak to the teacher. And when I would do that, people would be like, what, what is wrong with you? <laughs> um, and so it's, it's just, you learn all these rules and I don't take it for granted that everyone knows what the rules are. Um, and so that sense of empathy, of making sure that you're including lots of different kinds of people who come from different walks of life yeah. is really important. And that's important to me in the teams that I build, um, really making sure that people feel comfortable and safe yeah. being part of these teams. But it's also really, really important to the products that I build. Um, a lot of times, especially in most of my career, which has been in the tech space, people assume that you know everyone's comfortable with tech in a certain way, comfortable with software in a certain way, that you know, you've designed this feature and you've you know, added these instructions and everyone's gonna read all of them. That's just not what people do. People have busy lives and they're trying to use your software while making lunch for the kids and, you know, they need to pay bills and having that empathy, understanding that they're real people on the other side of this is really, really important. Um, you know, I'm new to the music world. Yeah. I don't come from it. And um, that's been really important for me, you know, learning about the space, um, but also understanding that there are a lot of people who don't feel at home here, who don't feel like they know the rules of what it means to be a musician or an artist. And um, I have that beginner's mind and that empathy. And I think it's really important to build products with that empathy at the center. Mm. 
And so in talking about the team and yeah. personnel, how do you, in becoming a, a new CEO of a company, how do you take lead to an already established team? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's actually, it's really tough. Um, so one of the things that helped me was that I was on the board of Splice for yeah. about a year and a half before joining. So I felt like I knew the company a little bit. I felt like I knew the team a little bit. But even though I felt like I knew all of those things as a board member, for me, it was really important to come in and really just keep my eyes open, my ears open and try to understand, um, especially because Spice is such a unique culture. It's not a normal tech company. It's got music at its center. Half the people, maybe more than half the people are musicians themselves. They care deeply, deeply about our mission. Um, so one of the things that I did was I forced myself to not make any decisions mm. for the first 30 days that I was there. I was like, I, I think I know what I need to do. There's a lot that needs to be done here, but I'm not going to make a single decision. And instead I'm going to do this mm. listening tour. Wow. And the listening tour was with our team, junior people, senior people, with customers, with partners. Um, and I'm really glad I did that because if I'd made some of those decisions early, I would have made mistakes. Yeah. Um, so that was really important. Um, I did a company all hands meeting where I shared what I learned from the listening tour and it really resonated with people. So when folks feel like you took the time to understand, you took the time to care, you took the time to listen, when you make decisions after that, people feel much more bought in. Mm. And I think that was a really important thing to do. Should I be offended that I didn't get a call for the listening tour? <laughs> I'm here now. I'm here now. Cockle. The listening tour never stops. <laughs> Let's talk about me and my thoughts. Um, <laughs> I should have. See, I made mistakes. So, <laughs> so, um, so you were already on the board of Splice. And then how did you get the gig of becoming CEO of Splice? Um, well, so Steve had reached out to me to have Steve Martoshi, Steve Martoshi, who uh, is the founder and was a CEO at the time. Um, he reached out to me to have me join the company. And so when I was like, Oh, that doesn't make sense. I really love what I'm doing at Adobe. Um, I've got a big team here, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you know, some time later I was like, I thinking about leaving, uh, Adobe. And I just like, I gotta let Steve know just cause he should know. And he's like, wait, wait, you're leaving Adobe and you haven't <laughs> talked to us yet. Um, and we talked a lot about what, what the right role would be. And ultimately he and the board asked me to join as CEO. And wow. that was a really big responsibility. Um, but I feel incredibly grateful and proud that they trusted me with this important role. We were, we, we, were, we were talking on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And were you like, oh, like, what's the thought? Um, you know, I think, it, there's an opportunity for us to really take Splice to a different place. Yeah. Um, and my background in building technology products, um, almost ent my entire career has been about building software for creative people. Yeah. Whether it was at Flickr for photographers or GitHub for people who write code or Adobe, obviously. Um, that's just what I care about. And that really resonated with the team, um, I've also led really large teams and build different kinds of leadership teams. Mm -hmm. And that was what really resonated with Steve. He's like, that's what we need for this yeah. company for this next phase of the journey. Okay. So you were, uh, you were the chief product officer at WeWork. And when you were there, <laughs> this is nothing, I'm not talking about that side of WeWork. I'm <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was there for like a minute. Oh, were you? No, I was, I was there for about six months. Okay. So, well, I read, that when you were there, that you were at least leading the team that created a, a members-only social network for WeWork. Mm -hmm. So obviously to me, I was like yeah. really interested in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you learn from that experience? Uh, you know what? Um, I was only there for a short period of time, yeah. but I'm really, really <clears throat> proud of the work that we did. And one of the most fun parts of being there was partnering with uh, Miguel, who was one of the co-founders and chief yeah. creative director, uh, chief creative officer there. And um, 
Miguel is from Portland, so he's mm-hmm. also inspired by N- Nike and Shoe Dog and all of that stuff. So we just had a lot. That, Shoe Dog, yeah, no, no, the, best, no, right? the best book. Read Shoe Dog. It's it's totally worth it. Um, but one of the things that he, I asked him like, "Hey, I want to build this digital network that maps to the physical network that you you all have been building. Um, do you have any advice for me?" And he said something that I've never really forgotten. He said. You know, we try to make all of our WeWork spaces feel a little bit undone. Mm. You know, it's not always perfect. We want it not to feel perfect because it leaves room for people to be themselves. And I just thought that was so interesting. And it's such a hard idea to capture in digital space. Um, but we really tried. And how, you know, how, how we uh, built that in was really important for us building that network there was about digital physical space networks. And so even how we works are designed, they intentionally make the common spaces beautiful and um, like stunning and like really great to be around. But if you go into the offices, they're really simple. They're really plain. They're really clean cut because they want people to spend time in those communal areas. Mm. Um, so I think that's, that's a really important, um, part of that particular experience. And I think I'm sure that that's something that you think about with Mm. Jamcard as well, because you do have a network, but you have very much a physical space, you know, network with jam jams and all of that. Um, so I just think that's, that's where it becomes really interesting. Our lives are so digital bringing that social network to the physical space is so important and so powerful. So does the thought kind of go to like leaving space in the UI? Like how does that translate into, into digital product? Leaving space in the UI. Um, it also translates to, um, just the design of it, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe making it not so, um, perfect in the, in the sense of, um, clean lines, um, allowing room for people to communicate with each other. You know, yeah. what's, the, what's the chat experience? What's the chat experience around events? What's the chat experience that connects people on a certain floor? You know, those kinds of things um, really need to be thought through. Mm-hmm. And you're an engineer at f- originally, right? Sort of, yeah. I'm, I studied mechanical engineering, which is completely useless wow. to me. And, <laughs> yeah, I can fix windows if I need to. <laughs> I may um, call you for that. Yeah. <laughs> but I spent most of my time in college in biotech labs. Um, I was particularly interested in um, protein folding, which is weird. I don't know. But um, Sounds healthy. Uh, it was important. We were studying Alzheimer's disease. Amazing. Um, but yeah, very irrelevant to my life today. Yeah. And then you kind of just went down a product, very kind of consumer driven path. Yeah. I mean, I w- cre- creative consumer. I went to, it's actually, it's actually an interesting, um, thought, which is I went to a tech startup when I started, I worked there as an engineer. Uh, we were a biomedical device startup and we had this cool polymer. If you put a certain wavelength of light near it, it would, become sort of go from liquid to solid and you could put drugs inside it and deliver them locally inside your body. Just super, super cool stuff. But I thought the people running the company were kind of morons. Mm. And I was like, even I can do a better job. Um, And so I went to business school to learn how to be a good business person for great technologists. And um, I kind of fell in love Mm. with how fast you could build things with software. Um, And that passion for being a good business person for technologists sort of morphed into being a good business person for creative people. Mm. And um, I've never really looked back. It's, it's, you know, if I can wake up every morning and think I'm going to help someone be a little bit more creative today. Yeah. Why would anyone do anything else? How do you build fast software when you have a big team? Mm. Yeah. Well, one one thing is you don't always have to have a big team. Right. 
And sometimes a really small group of people can do extraordinary things. Yeah. Um, my first experience with this was when I was at Flickr. I think we were like seven, ten people. Wow. And we were running a site that was reaching 100 million users. That's I mean, amazing. It, was, it was really extraordinary. And um, at that time, we, I mean, at least in my mind, I was learning. I was, I was just absorbing everything. And it was a lot about what does it mean to be a super team? Yep. And I have tried to replicate that idea over and over and over again. And that's what I'm trying to build here at Splice. So it's not about having a big team. Um, it's having it's about having the right group of people who are um, motivated by a big mission, and then you just try to take all the obstacles out of their way, mm. um, and and that's what we're doing. So that's one thing. It doesn't have to be a big wow. team, but if you do, have and even that, you know, ten fifteen years later, whatever, it's all it's really the same strategies can be used. Oh, to I mean, solve it's, problems. it's human nature. Yeah, yeah. You, you know this. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. this. It's human nature all, over and over and over again. Just simply removing obstacles can do a lot. It's a lot, yeah. But it's it's Simplifying. hard to find them. And yeah. sometimes it's not easy to know what's coming in the way. Sometimes it's cultural stuff. One of the things that um, I noticed at Splice, and we talk about it a lot, is, um, and in fact, it came out of my listening tour. Yeah. I was like, we have ghosts here. Mm. You know, we have behaviors that were learned based on how people behaved who are no longer working here. Wow. But those imprints of those behaviors, those imprints of, well, product does it this way and they always do it this way or engineering always does it this way. Those ghosts exist, but those people who created those negative behaviors are long gone. So how do we kill the ghosts? And we talk about that all the time. And, wow. we, and, we, and we'll be talking about something like, and someone will say, oh, well, product did blah, blah, blah. Did they really, or is that a ghost? And we have that conversation and it makes it, and so sometimes these obstacles can be things you can't see. That's got to be really empowering to the still current employees. Yeah, too. because we, we, can, we can challenge yeah. some of these cultural imprints that are not healthy for us. And just allowing like, we can make this better. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way, yeah. Yeah. Empathetic cockles to the rescue. <laughs> there we go. Something, something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I don't know if I answered your question totally. We got off on some other thing. It, it's, 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 it's okay. It's a fun it's, conversation. Yeah, nine in the morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you've had a really impressive career with GitHub and Adobe. What is a key lesson and strategy that you have brought to Splice? Hmm. Um, you know, I realized one part of your question from before that I want to answer yeah. here, which is like, how do you build fast with a big team? Um, and it relates to this question as well. One of the things that I have learned in, in all of those places is creative people will take your product to a completely different place than you can imagine. Like you can build all your plans, you can do all your market research, you can have all the data, yeah. and then you put something in the hands of creative people and they would be like, no, you need to go this way. And that's something that we're doing here um, pretty aggressively and it's core in how we're building this new create, yeah. you know, part of our um, experience, which uses AI technology. And I know we're going to talk about that later yeah. um, to help suggest different sounds that might go together. And so it's a way of driving inspiration and discovery and all of that stuff. When we first built it, we were like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And you push this button and this whole thing happens. And we started talking to users about it. And they're like, no, I don't really like this. This feels like it's cheating to mm. me. Yep. This feels like I'm not really doing a lot of the work. And our uh, and the artists that we work with, they were like, no, I need more control. I need these these I need this information. I need this um, way to explore. These genres are totally wrong. And so one of the opportunities for us is how do you build software actively with your customers, mm -hmm. like actually part of the development process. So we have a Slack channel where all the live feedback from customers goes right into the Slack channel nice. with our designers, with our developers, with our product managers. And they're, it's literally like we're having a conversation with our customers Amazing. all day long. And I think that's really, really, really important 
And we did that way back in the day at Flickr as well. It was really interesting. We would launch a feature and then it would be totally quiet in the office because everyone was at that time after we launched it, reading all the user reviews, you know, whether it was on other people's site or our site and immediately without even, you know, anyone's putting it on a list, our engineers would start fixing the issues that users were highlighting. And that's how you do it. You know, you really just bring your users into the work with you. Constantly talk with your users. Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. It's really crazy. So I, th- I think we should now go to the AI conversation. All as, right, let's as, do it. As you let's brought up Create. So yeah. uh, Create being the first AI tool from Splice. Yeah. Um, so how does Create work for someone that hasn't used it yet? Yeah, so... Um, it starts with the content that we have. We have an incredible library of samples that we've created with, you know, artists from Jamcard and all sorts of other places. Um, we have teams that have traveled to um, Korea to record obscure Korean instruments that you and I have probably never heard about. At least I haven't. You probably haven't. You might have. Um, or record in studios in Bollywood in uh, India to get the real acoustic sound from those studios built in the 70s. Um, Our team cares so much about the quality of these human sounds, um, instruments. You know, we just had a team go and record geothermal springs Right. So it's just crazy stuff that we want to make available for people to be able to use. Yeah. So that's a really, really core part of Splice and what makes Splice special. So when we started down our AI journey, which was several years ago before I joined, we had this incredible training data that we had available of human created sounds mm-hmm. to really understand what sounds good, et cetera. Yeah. And so our hope is to use that AI technology to help people understand which sounds go together yeah. and which sounds um, really complement the creative work that you're trying to do. Um, I know we'll talk about Gen AI, but for Splice, it's really about human beings at the center of our creative work. Mm -hmm. And even the feedback that we've gotten from our customers is don't make it push button. Don't make it like one button. Here's the creation for you. Instead, give me control. Yeah. Give me power because I want to use this technology. It's really fun. It's really interesting. It's helping me explore new directions. I might not have gone with my work, but I need to be in the driver's seat. Yep. And that's, core to our philosophy we actually talk about it as human at the center yes dynamics human at the center um, mechanics human at the center ui controls it's always going to go back to that and so with create you can start with a seed today you can start with a genre as a seed and we'll help assemble a group you know a bunch of samples that go together and then you can explore it in different ways you can shuffle different tracks you can uh, play around with beats per minute and, and other controls um, over time. And then um, the feedback that we're getting live from our users is this is all great and I want it closer in my workflow. Yes. I want it, you know, I want to be able to put my own samples in and yep. see what you'd recommend for me. I want to be able to hum a tune and have you, you know, sort of assemble around that. Right. So, um, or match something similar to it. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of work that we're doing, but it's really going to be about bringing it closer and closer to the real workflows that users have. Cause I feel like splice is in the best position out of any music company in terms of the capabilities of what music AI can be tool wise. I mean, the, you have the highest quality samples and the most of them and you know, organized, tagged, everything like pretty damn well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like if anyone is there to make something super impactful, it's Splice in my opinion. I've been thinking Thank that you. for a long time and yeah. spent a lot of time. Shout outs to Mark Thomas. Uh, spent a, <laughs> spent a, I love that guy. We love Mark Thomas. Um, VP of Sounds. What's his title? VP of Sounds. VP of I think, Sounds yeah. at Splice. 
Yeah, just um, that, you know, sounds. Just sounds, just everything, Mark <laughs> Thomas, and uh, who's a great trumpet player also. Yes. Um, but like, I, I like how you can just create and like, oh, let's add a drum stack to this, let's add a vocal stack to this. I don't really like this next one. Next one, you can kind of yeah. shuffle through it. It's easy. You can export uh, yeah. stems or yeah. Ableton, whatever you want Ableton to export to. Studio One right now. Yeah, and Studio One. So I feel like, it, I, I mean, it'd be so cool if it was like, in your DAW as a plug-in Wouldn't or something. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? It would be huh? so awesome. What an interesting idea. Here's my track. Be like, oh, I should add it. There. Yeah. There's creative spices in the DAW. Yeah. With them and be then cool? there's suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you ever want to be a product manager, it's why. <laughs> um, no, I'm in, I, I'm I in think, the ears of a lot of people. I think I already unofficially am. <laughs> you probably are. You probably are. But that, that's actually what our, that's exactly what our customers are saying. Yeah, it they're, makes sense. Like, they're like, I just want, I want this deeper into my workflow. That would be amazing. And that's like totally empowering. It's not replacing humans. It's not doing anything okay. like that. It's just like the co-pilotness or even that's be able right. to have that's a exactly conversational right. UI that you could talk to splice. Yeah. You know, be like, can you, can you like, even if you could have create with a conversational AI, like, can we do kind of like a hip hop beat, but with like a kind of yeah. low, f- make a lo-fi synth on top of it. And then it's like, there you go. And you're like, okay, no, but yes, no, but no, no, but yes, but no, no. Right. but let me, exactly. okay, actually yeah. let me just take only the drums and the bass line from this and I'm going to write all on top of it. I mean, honestly, that's, that's a really big source of inspiration. Yeah. How musicians actually talk to each other inside a studio. Yes. Like that is something that I think about a lot. It's not something I'm personally super familiar with, but I really think that there's some magic that happens in those conversations. Yes. Um, I've been actually listening to some of these stories around um, writers camps and, and, and what happens there. I just feel like there's something about the magic of collaborating on creativity that needs to be brought in. And I don't know yeah. if it's going to be like human to machine. It might be human to human yep. and machine, you know, something like that. But I think there's a, there's something to explore there. I already have all the ideas. Just you know, <laughs> I have them all written down. Well, that's because we can talk about it on the show. I don't care. This community. We should, <laughs> totally, we should, we should make something happen. Seriously. On the show is the only place where I, I actually live will like iterate and be like, t- talk about future jam card ideas. And I'm like, if you're listening to the show, you're an, you're an insider. You're here with us. So I love that. I love that. You I know, love that. Gary V said something to me that resonated forever. He told me years ago, which he was like, huh. essentially he was like, I'll tell you all my plans all my future plans because um, what are you going to do? Try to copy them. Okay. Well then you're going to compete with me. Good luck. So you better be better product than I am. You better have better connections than I am. You better yeah. execute faster than I do. And, but, and even if you do, you're not going to make it the way I would make it or right. the way I would lead a team to make it or whatever. Yeah. So Gary was saying that, not me, but that resonated with me a lot. Yeah. Cause I was so scared. I think when I became a founder, right. cause I, I toured right. uh, just as a drummer and music director for like 15 years, yep. I was not doing any tech tech mm-hmm. at all. So when I finally started doing tech, it was like, NDA to hear my idea, you know? And it was like, no, no, no. No, you you talk about your ideas all the time. Yeah. That's true. But it does take a while to feel like, do I have confidence that I can execute on it better than anybody else? You have to build that confidence for sure. And when you have that, you know, just makes you very powerful. Yeah. And the execution is the entire value. It's the entire value. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but there's so many, I, I feel like there's, I have so many ideas for splice that are uh, human, you know, just prompting an AI of like, you know, like co-piloting and, and as an engineer, the way you talk to an engineer, like, oh, can you add a low pass filter? Why don't, why don't we, why don't we have a conversation? Let's, let's pull some of the people from your, the jam card community yep. yourself oh, yeah. and let's have a conversation. For sure. Live on the podcast. Let's do it. No, seriously. Um, so, <laughs> um, and, uh, I, there's also so many like, and actually I, I like some of my earliest, I've been friends with Steve Martocci for years now as well. And we yeah. have great brainstorming conversations and there's been a lot of ideas that him and I have had that have just never gone to the next level that I think like are still relevant. Yeah. Um, even oh, tr- 100%. jam card 100%. integrations of more humans to help you create that are also splice creators. So it's human created, you know, even if Absolutely. it's people making sample, you know, mono Absolutely. neon, you're using mono neon sample pack. Why don't you, Hey, do you want mono neon to make something custom for you right now? Well, I think that's really important because there's this, you know, vibe, um, that everything on splice sounds the same. And yeah. it's like actually not true not because true. 
they're real artists behind all of the different sample packs and they all have their own unique creative vision. Oh man. And I think tapping into that because people want that unique sound, whatever that is, tapping into that some way to say, you want a unique sound? Here's actually a unique sound. It's never been created for anyone else. Definitely. Definitely. And you can find a lot of those on jam card samples on splice. <laughs> jam card samples are wonderful. Like the Lara Samoji harp pack. Or even <laughs> the mono neon bass pack. That sounds like nothing. It's mono neon. That sounds like nothing else you've ever heard. That's for sure. Listen to the Terrace Martin pack. Sounds like. I always listen to the Sunday service. I sessions. wish I had samples from everything. Oh, yeah. We got the Sunday service keys with Phil Cornish, Kanye's musical director from Sunday service. We also have the Sunday service, or we have the samples choir, which is the yes. Sunday service choir, which yes. is incredible gospel choir pack. We also have. Incredible. And service. I mean, talk about human sounds. Oh, my God. It's It's like divine when we were recording divine. the the samples choir pack yeah we did it at east west studio a huge room or studio one whatever they call it. yeah giant room with all of them st stacking the stacks that they were doing with jason white and nikki greer who, yeah who uh lead the samples choir oh my it was i would just just had I chills just i mean i was, I was just, just watching like, the video and i was like oh my god wow it was such a vibe yeah it was such a vibe and um yeah so there's Many, many a unique pack. The Corey Wong pack. <laughs> Sounds like Corey Wong. <laughs> See, but I feel like you could also have them just create. There's something there that also then brings there. revenue to the creators of. Well, and that's a huge custom part of samples, that, custom samples. Custom samples. Huge part yeah. of it. Um, you know, I think people don't. People think Splice, you know, makes all the money for Splice, and it's really a marketplace. Yeah. There are real artists on the other side who are being compensated for these incredible packs. Oh, yes. Um, so that's a really, really important part of Splice. And there's also so many people at Splice that are all doing their side hustle, still being a musician, still being a producer. Yeah. It keeps, it keeps Matt, us honest. Shouts to Matt Block. Yes. Matt Block's got crazy, his tastemaker label. Like he's just like, everyone does cool stuff. There's a lot of people that do cool things and yeah. really, really care at Splice yeah. from, from our several years of working together. Well, we're musicians. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm actually a terrible musician. I've been asked to not well, sing along with the radio. <laughs> I'm trying to learn. But, what are you, you trying know? to learn? Well, I'm learning music production. Okay, good. So that's that's where I'm starting. Yes. Um, but there's a lot I need to learn. Yes. Um, where are you learning music production? So Nick Chen on our team. Nice. Perfect. I'm like, Nick, can you show me how to... Are you starting with like... He gives me homework. Logic? Um, he, he's teaching me on Ableton, nice. but, um, he's, he's taught me in other, pl other places as well, but mostly mainly sticking with Ableton. Amazing. But he gives me homework and when I don't do it, he looks very disapprovingly at me. Do you have a lot of credits on Splice? I do have some credits on Splice. <laughs> <laughs> I know a person that can give you some. Um. <laughs> no, I, I pay for my own subscription. Sure. Via stock. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I think <laughs> one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast specifically is to talk about AI because I know a lot oh, yeah. of our uh, followers, a lot of our listeners, a lot of the Jam Card community, I hear concerns from them. Yeah. Of course, they're seeing things online about generative AI and yeah. music, you know, no longer needing humans to create music and all this kind of stuff. So I feel like I, I really wanted to open the conversation yeah. with you about it. So we could talk specifically to those people about like, um, about AI. And yeah. I feel like having the conversation immediately will make someone f could make someone feel better. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of like, where are we at today with AI? Cause where we're at today, there's a lot of phony stuff on the internet that's making yeah. fake demo videos that makes right. it seem like we're already there with all this stuff and, and we're not with a lot of things. Yeah. Of course, there's ChatGPT and all these amazing products right. that are ex, uh, excelling very fast. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so in terms of music technology, where are, where is the state of AI today? Where do you think it'll be in one year? Mm. And then where do you think it'll be in five years? Yeah. Um, so I, th I think AI is super interesting. I think there's a lot of really fun things that can happen with it. I think it could be a really powerful tool in the hands of artists. But I think that's the important thing is the artists have to put their hands on it. Yeah. 
And, you know, we talk, I was talking about empathy earlier. I think there's, especially being the CEO of Splice, I think there's a divide between mm. musicians and technologists. Yes. Um, because both work at my company. And um, sometimes there's a lot of misconceptions, right? Like tech is too complicated. It's too hard. Certainly for me, looking at Ableton or Logic or any of these tools, I was like, wow, this is really hard. Yeah. And so there's a sense of, that's not really for me. Yes. You know, I, I didn't do math. I don't do science. I'm a musician. I'm an artist. But this technology has such potential yeah. in the hands of artists. So if I could just give any advice to the people who are watching or listening is get your hands on it and really see. And I think that's going to take away some of that fear, uncertainty and doubt around it as well. Yeah. Because when you get your hands on it, you're like, oh, that actually sounds terrible. Yes. Right. And, and there's yeah. a lot of stuff that really sounds terrible. Um, you know, being where we are at Splice, all these startups come to us to say, hey, do you want to buy our company? And we're like, no, actually we don't. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound good. Either. Right. And that's so important. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one thing. I think the other, but it's going to get better. It's definitely going to get better. That's one thing I know about technology. It gets better. But I really, th I think for the next year, to answer your question, there's going to be a bunch of hype. There's yeah. going to be a bunch of disappointment. It's not really that good yet, et cetera, et cetera. I think in five years, we are going to see such cool stuff getting created because by then artists will have put their hands on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this has happened over and over and over again in music where a piece of technology comes out and everyone's like, oh my God, it's going to destroy the need for musicians. And it hasn't. It didn't yeah. happen with synths. It didn't happen with samples. It's not going to happen with AI because what it means to create art, what it means to create music is a fundamental human act. Yes. It comes out of the pain that we feel and the joy that we feel and the places that we've walked. And it's never, I mean, music has never been um, a supply problem. It's about really connecting with an audience. It's about really connecting with a human being. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't, I don't think that can happen yeah. without the human behind it. A human can use AI-based tools, certainly, absolutely. And I can't wait for more people to be doing that. But the genuine spark mm -hmm. comes from deep inside. So yes. Yeah. I really feel that if a human knows that a piece of art was created by AI or machine that they won't care about it. Like I think it devalues it actually because and the reason kind of my own, how that feeling hit me or that realization hit me was obviously there's all these AI tools now. And especially I encourage the jam card team We're we're all using them. We're using chat GPT every day. I'm like, I'm like, this will help save you time. Like it can make your email that you're writing to this person better. It can make your blog, you know, prompt it and then like just mold the blog, but it'll save you 20 minutes of getting started right, or right, whatever, right. whatever it is. Like you, you, I always encourage the team to use it. And so we actually, uh, we, we brought someone in to specifically do an AI research project mm. on all the music tech platforms. Oh, that's so great. Creating AI tools right now, because I was like, I don't want a summary of what platforms are there and what right, do they right, do. Right. I want you to use it yeah. and give me your feedback on uh, oh, I love that. what you thought. Like, And actually, she loved Create was one of the Oh, one that's of the so good. Ones. Good, good. Um, and, but there was a bunch of others that yeah. ended up being, you know, her review was essentially like, this isn't there. Like, yeah. this isn't there, this sucks, or, the, or it's clunky, or the UI is horrible, or whatever, right, or the UX right. is or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. All the different, all the different things are just not there yet right, or right. in the wrong direction or whatever it may be. But then to me, so she delivered uh, this beautiful presentation to me, you know, let's say a 20 page like PDF. It was designed beautifully and everything. And I had the thought when I started reading it, I was like, oh, this is really good. Like one paragraph in. And then I was like, did she just have AI do this research <laughs> and then make this deck? <laughs> and you don't know. And even the thought <laughs> of that being a possibility devalued to me the entire presentation, right? I immediately went like, oh, if AI just did this 
or did majority of it, I actually don't even care to read this. Or I'm going to read it and not, and not actually take it to heart or not resonate. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where I had to reach out and be like, be honest with me. <laughs> because I want to know, like, if, if you, the human, made it, AI tools is fine. But if you, the human, made it and this is your heart and soul and thoughts and your real opi- human opinions, then I care about this document uh, enormously. But if it's 50% or more of uh, AI created, AI hey, don't blame me for it. I'm not mad because I understand. But I just don't care about it's valueless to me yeah, now. Yeah. And I feel like, so if I heard, we talked about when doves cry earlier, right? So yeah, uh, uh, an AI cannot make when doves cry or the emotion of that or whatever yeah. it took Prince to pour that out. Yeah. But even if it could, you know, to me, I just, when I'd hear it, as long as I knew, oh, this came from an AI, yeah. I just wouldn't be able to emotionally attach to the yeah. song because I'd be like, ah, this came from an algorithm. Yeah. Well, and maybe people worry that they won't know, yeah. right? Just like you you weren't sure, did this person make this or not? So I think there's something around that that people worry about. I think that's the one area where we could finally thank a major label because the major labels <laughs> will not allow us that to not true. know. That's true. That is true. Well, I hope, With the whole I copyright hope, yes, conversation so. and the ownership conversation right. and the... Unless Spotify makes one themselves and they, they would be the only people that could make it and then like check, you know, yeah. blind you yeah. and then not say and can, you know, but I, I don't, don't say, I don't think that helps I them. Think, yeah, I don't I think that helps them. Um, but I would just say that um, our experience is exactly the same as yours, Yeah, which is, you know, we have this incredible training data. And so people ask us like, are you going to create generated samples? I'm like, Maybe. I mean, if our users tell us that's what they want, sure, I guess. But that's not what our users want. Yeah. Our users want those hair-raising, high-quality, acoustically coherent, beautiful human sounds. Yes. And that is what people want. So as long as that's what people say that they want, that's what we're going to continue to deliver. Yes. So I, I think... You're tapping into something that's very true. Man, you know who scared me the other day? I'm going to talk about it. Will I am. Will told me he knows the truth. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Will's, Will said he went to Google and they played him the best Black Eyed Peas song he had never heard mm. or wrote. Interesting. <laughs> I, think, I think that is interesting. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean... Do I want Beatles songs that are not made by the Beatles? I don't, I don't think I do. I don't think it has that same emotional resonance for me. What are the platforms that you think are, are doing, you know, high quality stuff or decent quality stuff right now in, in, in music, AI? I, I think they're all trying. And I, and I love that they care, right? Because one of the things that's been really true for me coming in from the tech world into, the, into this space is that I think technology has underserved musicians for a really long time, right? Even even coming into the music world, um, you know, I've talked about this concept of tale of two cities, mm-hmm. um, and I'll just say it again here, which is I feel like there are two cities here in this world that we operate in. One is about it's a very shiny city full of beautiful people and crystal lights and beautiful hair and makeup and right. all of that stuff. And that's the world of how do I become famous? How do I become rich? How do I get X many followers, X many streams, et cetera? And a lot of people in this industry are focused on how do we help people become famous? Yes. There's another world that exists exactly in the same place. And that world is of people sitting around computers or machines in badly lit basements and in their, you know, garages where people are actually making music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked to our users who are in those spaces and, and you ask them like, what does it mean for you to create um, music? Like what, what does it mean when you feel like you're done with a track? Like, how do you know it's done? And they'll say, I just start smiling. Mm. You know, and that's what we're after. That's what we're focused on. 
But as I look, you know, because there's been so much more investment in that shiny city, there's been underinvestment, chronic underinvestment, mm. specifically around technology. I mean, that's why some of these software is so hard yeah. to use. It's like 30 years old. And so how do we bring that focus? Yeah. And I love the fact that Google and Meta and all of these companies are focusing yeah. on, on this. I still think they're focusing on the problem of content creation and not on the problem of creatives trying to bring life to their idea. Yes. And, and that's the distinction. Um, I think, I, I hope that more of us will get there, but right now it's still a big science project. Like we've got all this data, let's see what we can do with it. Um, and so I think they're all doing really cool things. Um, you know, there are pros and cons of different approaches. Um, the thing that's going to matter, in, in my opinion, is one, what's the quality of the training data that you have? Yes. And are you building tools with humans at the center? Yes. You know, that, that's what we're focused on. Um, I mean, you're doing both things. So you have the best data. We do have And you are data. a human-centered cockle. We are human-centered. Empathy queen. Empathy queen. <laughs> so what are you, so what are you going to build next? What are you working on? You know, we're listening. What can to we our, talk about? We are. You, we already talked about it. We already talked <laughs> what about is it. Next, we've got we've got we've got users who are giving us really good advice, really yeah. good feedback, and they want these tools. They want them closer in their workflow. They want to be able to use their own samples or other samples from Splice to start the start that conversation, start that you know creative creative work. Yep. Um, and so we're spending a lot of time thinking about how to do that. That's exciting. It is. It is. Okay. I'd like to pivot to the most important thing in the yes, world. Yes. Let's talk about it. Family. Yes. How do you balance being the CEO of a very large company and being <laughs> a mother? <laughs> that is, um, that is a good question. I don't know if I do it well all the time. Um, I have two teenagers. I have a 16 year old son and a 13 year old daughter. Amazing. Um, they tell me that my musical taste is terrible. Oof. They're hoping that I'll learn something working at Splice. They don't help you? They're not like, listen to this, mom. Listen they do. They do. They okay. do. They do. What do something. they listen to? My daughter is a huge Taylor Swift fan. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Did you take her? No. Come I'm, on. I'm it was right there for I you. Know, I know. I know. It's, I'm, I'm, it's, 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 it's a guilt. I, I feel very guilty. Fly, go to South America and take you her. You know, and I think watch this, is, this is me being an immigrant. I'm like, wait, what? What does the ticket cost? I would never go to a concert. You've been making <laughs> software for 20 years. Don't buy the ticket. I know. I know. I, know. <laughs> I should. Um, <laughs> it is the most expensive ticket in the world. <laughs> I just, I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. But I feel like maybe I should have. You're like, what is this? A private show in Dubai? I don't understand. Why is this so yeah, expensive? Yeah, that might be less expensive, honestly. Yeah. But, um, and my son really likes the Eagles. Nice. Yeah. He, okay. He goes back. So he's like not interested in sample technology at all. No. No. That's cool. Yeah. Um, does he like Don Henley solo also? Or does not, he? Like, not, not as no, much. He wants the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, 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 very old school 70s. Yeah. Um, so. Boys of Summer is too happy for him. It's too, <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 16. You, it's, he's, yeah. In his feelings a little more. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> they're 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 great, and you know it, it's it's an old it's an old adage that people people tell you that it's about integration. It's not about balance. And feeling like you know, like I brought my daughter to New York with me, you know, for a week last summer, and it was really fun. She could, you know, see how mom is at work, but explore New York and just finding ways to integrate yeah. family is super, super important. Um, my first startup was a company called Tomfoolery Incorporated that was ended up being bought by Yahoo. But the day that we were launching our first product at that company, it was a huge day for me. Um, I was the CEO for the first time and we had some hiccup with the nanny and like the Uber wouldn't come. And so I was still at the front doorstep of my house while the team back at the office launched the product wow. and the press went live and all of this stuff. My kids were young. I think they were like five and seven at the time. 
And I'm like, guys, look, I'm showing them my phone. Like, look, mom's company is live. Look, our product is live. Look, look at this. And they just started like marching around the front hallway, you know, tomfoolery rocks, tomfoolery rocks. And I was like, this is, this is what it feels like. This is, this is like, like I have won the lottery. Everything else is downhill from here. Oh, that's so cool. And so you hold on to those moments. They're obviously hard moments too, but you hold on to those moments. I love that. Cockle, I'm going to give you my cell phone number. <laughs> and the next time, I'm going to teach you something. Now that you're in the music side of things, uh-huh. okay, you've been in the tech side. Yes. There's, there's perks to being the CEO of Splice, okay? Okay. You can text somebody else or you could text me, Elmo, I want to go to Taylor Swift <laughs> with my daughter. And I will get you free tickets. <laughs> well, I don't, I pay for them. You it's could, like, but yeah. you could also not. And maybe we get you on stage. Let All right, everyone. Daughter. Every- if your daughter watches this, you're screwed. She's going to be like, text Elmo. She's coming into town. Thank you. Jam Thank card you has so the connections much. if Splice doesn't, just saying. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is the beginning of the end. We're going to get even closer together. This is the beginning of the beginning. This is the beginning of the be- beginning. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. No blockers. We're no, unblocking we're everything. Unblocking. We're listening. We're listening. If you have ideas for Splice, just write Splice. It'll end up in their Slack channel. They're listening, which is pretty please, awesome. Please, please. Or, or reach out to me. Yeah. I'm easy if to you find. have uh, comments to Jamcard, uh, hit up Christian Palmetto's on Instagram. Send him a DM. <laughs> okay. Send him <laughs> Or hit up team at jamcard.com. Well, oh, one more thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about because uh, I just want to plant the seed with yeah, you. Yeah, please. To take home and whatever. We, could talk. we haven't talked about this yet on the pod, but um, Jamcard is about to launch our, uh, our new platform, which is called School Gig. I read about that. That sounds so cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. really excited about you it. You know, we just launched our education product too. Which one is that? We're, we're offering Splice to students at a pretty steep discount. We're also working with schools all over. I love that. Maybe so, we can... Yeah, we should definitely work on that. Do more of that. Because our, our whole thing is... Uh, well, Proposition 28 passed in California, which is the arts and education bill bringing arts teachers back into public schools. So needed. And it's a billion dollars a year budget to hire 15,000 artists. Amazing. Um, and so it's all over the state of California, all the districts, uh, have it available to all the schools from preschool through high yeah. school and by artists. It's not just, it is all music and producers, song or whatever it is, all the way to animators, choreographers, thespians, film, theater, oh, wonderful. computer programming is considered, uh, an art, not even, not just a science. Now it's an art. It's a, it's a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool. So, uh, so if you are interested in, in teaching, Maybe you're scared of AI taking over and you want to become a teacher. Uh, but if you're interested in teaching or anything, uh, check it out at schoolgig.us. It launches in like a month. You know, um, I think that's so important. And I'll just say that, you know, I grew up thinking about math and science, yeah. right? And there's a certain part of your brain that works really well on those kinds of things. Those are the easiest things for computers to do for us. Yeah, The creativity is the hardest and getting artists back into schools, helping kids learn how to be creative. I can't think of any way that's more important to sort of keep the robots at bay is really lean into that human right around creativity. Yes. So I love it. Push the knowledge forward, craft the next generation. Let's get it. Everybody make a ton of noise (laughs) for the CEO of Splice. Thank you so much. We love you, Kako. (laughs) It's so great to finally meet you. And thanks for taking the time. This was so much fun. Thank Thank you you. so much. You may now fly back to San Francisco. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Go. Let's go.